1: And certainly this caught my eye because we are heading into the uh, busiest travel season of the year. And if you listen to my show at all or, or know me at all, then you know that I'm an absolute chicken when it comes to flying. Yes, I mean, I admit it and you can tell me I'm crazy and that's all good. I'm not, It's not going to convince me otherwise. I'm a nervous flyer. My sister's a nervous flyer. My father was a nervous flyer. It's just my thing. And yet I watch Mayday a lot because I have to know what to do, right? So this uh, did not warm the cockles of anything on my body, but um, we're going into this travel season and our, I guess, air line services, I mean, Canada as a whole for air transport has been given a C, a C grade on uh, oversight and flight safety, C. I do not want anything lower than an A when you're talking about objects going into the sky. This is a confidential audit That was obtained by the uh, uh, Canadian Press, and it's from the International Civil Aviation Organization, and uh, Canada has fallen a lot. We were at 100, we're now at 64, and there are three safety areas that have taken a really big slide. So that would be aircraft operations, it's good when they operate, that would be one, uh, the airports themselves, and then air navigation. And we know we've got a shortage of air traffic controllers. Those are the people that make sure planes don't collide into each other in the sky. they very important position. And we've got a shortage of them. We've got, you know, not enough. And so they're fatigued. And then I guess the people they bring in maybe don't have all the experience needed. That is not a job you can do. If you do not have of, uh, nerves of steel and, and a good understanding and a good night's sleep, that is a very stressful job. But they want stricter regulations for dangerous storage. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Like gold bricks? I don't know what they're talking about. Are they talking about like flammable liquids? I don't know. And um, maybe the worst about this is that, you know, government in this country walked away from oversight duties. So we've got the airlines and the manufacturers watching over each other. They're doing the oversight, kind of like the coyote um, guarding the chicken coop. If you want to know how we used to fare... In 2005, we had a score of 95. Today, 64. So let's talk to somebody who will uh, maybe be able to explain some of this. Duncan D., former Air Canada chief operating officer, also responsible for the safety systems at Air Canada. It is good to have you. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for having me, Alex.
1: What do you make of this study? Because I already, um, I see that Air Canada is trying to clarify uh, the messaging on this. But, you know, this is one of those things where you kind of cock an eyebrow and go, huh, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what you your introduction spelled it out um, extremely well. I do not want to minimize the either the importance or the scope of this particular audit, but let me just clarify as you mentioned that this is an this was the audit and the audit results of the system that oversees the safety systems at the airlines and the airports themselves. So each airline and each airport has their own safety management system, which is responsible for the actual safety of those operations. So Air Canada has one, WestJet has one, each airport across the country has their own. What this audit did was audit the oversight of all of those various safety systems, which is by the government. And that's where we have fallen so far down from 95 out of 100 to the sixties out of hundred, so the the drop was precipitous mm-hmm. it was this is an, a, a very important finding. Mm-hmm. The findings are we need to pay attention to them, but we need to assure listeners as especially as we enter the peak Christmas travel period that air airlines in Canada are among the safest on the planet. We do not routinely have uh, major safety incidents in this country, major safety incidents meaning loss of life, injury, um, aircraft loss, things like that. We are not a country that has those routinely and that we have safety systems in place to ensure that that continues. So this is one layer in the multi-layer safety systems that the air transportation system in Canada has. And this requires immediate and, and serious attention, but it's not the only system that ensures that travelers can continue to have faith in the system.
1: Yeah, it's just when things go wrong in the sky, it goes really wrong. I mean, I guess when they say near miss, I look at that as a near collision. And we have had a lot of kind of more near misses of late, and they do tend to get a lot of attention because it's just the nature of, let's say, the beast. Um, But to suggest or to think, and and Boeing comes to mind, the 737 MAX, have we learned nothing from that, right? Government should not be passing this off for for the industry itself to be its own watchdog because I think it's proved it can't be its own watchdog. And I just think, not because, let's say, nefarious activity, but you can't be guarding yourself, right? You always need another set of eyes to say, no, 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 you can't do that. You've got to do it this way, and everybody's got to do it this way.
0: You're absolutely right, Alex. And I think this has to, this speaks to the the balance that's needed in the system. You can't rely solely on audits and auditors to keep Uh, the sky is safe, because there will never be enough auditors to do that. If you hired as many auditors as there are um, aircraft operating in this country, then, you know, the the system simply wouldn't function. What you need is a combination of these audits and also a combination uh, combined with a safety culture, which is what a safety management system really encourages. And so when you have a safety management system like you have at various airlines, at various airports, and also, as you mentioned, at aircraft manufacturers, you ensure that that safety culture is embedded, and then you audit them. And what's happened in Canada is maybe things have swung too far in the direction of simply allowing these safety management systems to run themselves, and there aren't enough physical audits taking place. But one of the issues that you raised in your introduction was uh, air traffic controllers, mm-hmm. and the fact that we're facing a shortage. There's also fatigue issues yeah. that have, have yet to be addressed. That's something that concretely needs to be looked at very, very seriously and quickly.
1: Yeah. I, th- like the one area of the plane where I'm I'm always thinking, <laughs> once I get the plane, once I get off the ground in a plane, I'm like, okay, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then my head goes to, are they watching the skies to know if we're going to run into a plane? And and it doesn't happen often, but we've had a lot of close calls, right? It's such a crucial part of the job, because if you miss one thing by an inch or two, it can cause a big problem. So how is it at a crisis point yet? I mean, are the people we're bringing in properly trained because we cannot cut corners and governments across the board are doing that. Right. And this is not an area that I think you want any corners cut.
0: That's such an important question. And, you know, have corners been cut? No, but we have lived through a period of incredible stress. And one of the things that that um, has resulted in is the departure of large numbers of very experienced long-standing senior air traffic controllers who are being replaced with younger newer air traffic controllers who don't have as much experience and so when you replace these very senior very experienced talented air traffic controllers with brand new ones it'll take time for them to gain that experience and so I think we're in this transition period where, you know, we're perhaps seeing more near misses. But, you know, at the end of the day, the system itself, the fact that we're able to report near misses, I, I, I don't want to, to to minimize the importance of them. But the fact that we are having near misses as opposed to collisions is, is a very critical aspect of the systems that are in place, ensuring that those actual collisions don't take place. Now, every near miss, every uh, near collision, as you um, describe them, it is something that has to be looked at and, you know, parsed and ensure that we know exactly what took place in that instance. And that's still happening. But, you know, this air traffic controller situation has impact not just impacted not just safety, but also the overall operation right. of the system with delays and cancellations.
1: Yeah. Well, le- nonetheless, this is just one of those areas where we want the job done right, Everyone can get a traveling experience they enjoy and uh, less stress for the staff, pilots, and, of course, uh, passengers. Nonetheless, I very much appreciate your time. Thanks, Alex. All right, thank you. That's Duncan D former Air Canada a chief operating officer and now responsible for the safety system at Air Canada. And look, Air Canada has spoken out. They're like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You know, we, we are looking at this. We are not talking about our operations. And okay, I don't have an issue with that. Cause the last thing an airline company wants is an accident or a crash on their, on their watch. It's a disaster. My concern is, you know, we have seen a lot of things over the last five years that are broken. You know, we say they're broken, whether it's the passport office, whether it's, the airports, which have just been an absolute boondoggle, whether it's healthcare, we have all these big systems that are not running as they should because they're overburdened, they're either full of bureaucracy, underfunded, whatever the excuse is, we aren't doing as good a job as we used to. Or we wouldn't have a shortage of you know, air traffic controllers.